And welcome to the JumpNet, the PTF podcast, where the Paramarines Task Force. Uh, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. You might know me from some other podcasts associated with North American rugby, or you might not. But here we're, we're today, we're so, supposed to talk about the Paramarine Task Force, which is an Arma 3 unit that uh, all four of us are in. Uh, we have McAllister, Falsey, and Hawkins here with us. Uh, Hawkins is a uh, is our, our highest Glorious level. Glorious overlord. Exactly, our highest level uh, uh, rank in the PTF currently. Um, you know, created the unit, uh, created the old PTF. Now we're in the new iteration of the PTF uh, in the last couple of years. Um, Hawkins is on the ground floor of both of those. And uh, Hawkins, what else? How, how else am I supposed to introduce the illustrious Hawkins? I think you did a pretty good job. I'm Hawkins. I uh, started the Paramarines back in, well, it's a long time now, 2016 or 2017 with a group of uh, like-minded friends, and some of them still hang around, and some of them have moved on, but uh, the unit's progressed to 2022 now. And then uh, also, every every episode you'll see uh, Fauci, or you'll hear rather Fauci McAllister and either myself and Pearson uh, well, we're going to be interviewing multiple members of the PTF at certain points. We're going to talk about what's happening in operations, anything funny that's happening, any any Arma three, Arma reforger, Arma four news. Um, you know, so so we'll 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 really be hitting a whole bunch of topics. But you know, you were Hawkins, you were hitting on when you created the PTF, like, and and it was a group of like minded people. So when you first started, how many people had formed the PTF? Uh, I think we were a group of around 10 people at that point. Um, we all were kind of just looking around in between units, you know, trying to find something to do. Uh, a handful of us had come from a unit called Task Force Spartan, um, which at that point had died out. Um, I believe they are. They did come back at one point. I don't know if they've died out again or if they're still around, but they were a great unit and I met a lot of good friends from that point. Um, but people were looking for somebody who could handle kind of the logistics side of getting servers up and team speaks up and that sort of thing. And I've, I've got a decent history of doing that um, for other games, both, uh, you know, just for fun and professionally um, prior to this. So it, it just kind of fell on me and we started up the unit, didn't really expect it to grow yeah. uh, past, past the 10 of us. And it, it grew quite quickly. Um, and before we get into more of the kind of the history, McAllister, give everybody your history on the PTF and, and how you found it and how you came about it and all that. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, let's see. We're going to have to go back to the year 2016. I am a scrawny ass, pale ass high school student. And I have oh, nothing better. scrawny and pale. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, fair enough. But. Uh, so I was playing Arma 3. I think I was on uh, the public Invade and Annex server or something like that. And I came across a couple guys. I don't remember who they were, but they seemed pretty chill and they seemed like they knew what they were doing. So I just kind of, you know, hopped on, you know, played with them a little bit. And they're like, hey, you want to come uh, join our unit? I was like, all right, bet. And so uh, I then began the egregious process of uh, downloading Arma 3 Sync, which was a fun and a half, let me tell you. Because, uh, well, I, I mean, back in the day, that was, uh, that was the only way that you could, like, uh, I, I believe it was the only way you could edit mods 
and mm-hmm. not get the pantsuit off you or find or whatever. I don't know something yeah. about that. Um, but anyway, so I just got in and uh, they slotted me as a DAR. And uh, basically, my job was to, they, they told me, just, you don't have to be accurate, just shoot the general direction of the enemy. <laughs> and um, pretty much that, I met uh, my first squad leader. His name was Vargas, I believe. Um, and he just kind of, um, you know, showed me the ropes a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I was really only in the unit for originally for about maybe a month or two because i was not a good student and my ass got grounded for failing um <laughs> that sounds like a typical story i would i would imagine oh yeah very typical uh most uh, loser degenerate gamers in high school are really bad students and fail out of their classes me me in particular my fault was math like i could do anything else easily but i just suck at math mm-hmm. um but yeah uh so by the time I got my computer back, apparently some massive scourge had happened in the PTF and it was no longer around and I was big sad. And I didn't play Arma for another two years. And then, uh, yeah, and then the, you know, I hopped on Arma occasionally. Like uh, when the when that Vietnam update came out, I was like, uh, that. that's when I kind of came back to Arma. And then uh, I got a, I can't remember if it was Hawkins or someone else messaged me and says like, Hey, uh, paramarines are getting back together or no, 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 no. It was in the Ranger task force discord. I was part of the Ranger task force for a little bit. Uh, I didn't really do much there. I met De Bruni while I was there and, uh, the greatest love hate relationship in the PTF was formed then. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I came back in January last year and, uh, you know, they were kind of doing all this stuff and I was like, Oh good. People to play armor with again, which, you know, I, which, you know, I didn't really know anybody, you know, mm-hmm. I, I may have been in the end, but I didn't know anyone. I was still basically a new guy, uh, but they were very welcoming to me. And I very much appreciated that kind of. So uh, unit got started up. Right. I got slotted with in a second squad for a week. And then uh, they moved my entire fire team to first squad under the leadership of one M. Ryan. Ooh, the infamous. Yes. Uh, El Chupacabra. It was, uh, and basically, I, I basically modeled my whole leadership style off of Ryan. Uh, you know, both the. That's a mistake. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, meeting Ryan was definitely the biggest culture shock I have ever experienced in an online game ever. Um, before before we get into individuals and all that <laughs> stuff, um, uh, Fauci, what about you? How did you start out with the PTF? Yeah, so a little different than McAllister. Um, I although I have been playing Arma for quite a while, uh, I'd say maybe four four or five years. Um, I recently just got into it. Actually, um, the new first squad leader, um, uh, Corporal Taylor, got me into it. Uh, we played some other games before, but. Um, yeah, so he brought me in, and I was uh, thankfully I was uh, able to be slotted in with uh, him and and Euphorara in the second squad, and uh, similar similarly to McAllister, I was slotted as a Dar at first, uh, automatic rifleman, and man, it's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> like McAllister said, the unit is just is like is so welcoming to new players, 
uh, especially like me. I've been playing armor for a while, but I had no clue how to use yeah. how to use uh, a lot of the features like Ace, uh, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, but but everyone's just so welcoming, and it. it's just such a great experience. I mean, the leadership, uh, including uh, Major Hawkins and Captain Wade, um, and Shepard, and everyone, they all um, help us out uh, best they can uh, through trainings and just just getting feedback and just making sure that we're all we're all doing well and we're all yeah. you know, learning and having a good time. I think they fostered the NCOs to help new people. When I started, I had like three hours of Arma when I joined the unit. Um, I never, when I was a kid, I never had a computer powerful enough to play Arma. Um, but, you know, I came in, I had NCOs like Moyers and George and, you know, um, White and, you know, guys, you know, Wade was running a lot of the trainings at the time. Ryan was running, running a lot of the trainings at the time and it just fostered uh a sense of, Hey, we're welcoming. This is how you do things. You know, I'm eager to show you. Um, so that's my favorite part of, of the PTF is how welcoming everybody is. But I want to ask Hawkins, Hawkins, what's your favorite part of the PTF? I mean, I think that's been one of the biggest differentiators between us and, uh, the rest of not the rest, not everyone, but probably the majority of other milsims. There are other milsims out there that are welcoming and upset. Uh, accepting of people, but I've been in a lot that aren't, you know, I've, I've yeah. kind of jumped around to different milsims in my time and, and played around with different groups. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of corners of the internet that you don't really want to be in. <laughs> oh yeah. You have, I, I can only imagine uh, being in some of the other groups. I mean, we hear guys coming from other units and just saying, you know, reasons why I left, you know, yeah. and, and that's usually the biggest reason I feel. Um, and when they come over here, they, they feel a little more uh, at ease. I mean, you know, and it's not just us playing Arma. You know, it's us playing whatever you know, whatever game is hot at the time. Star Citizen, uh, f- Farming Simul- Simulator 2022 was a big one for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, just everything. Any game that's going to come out, we're going to be playing it. And we're all going to try playing it together. And right now, the biggest one, I think, uh, obviously, uh, Arma Reforger. Um, Hawkins, what are your thoughts on Armory Forger so far? Um, I mean, it surprised me for sure that uh, BI put it out. I didn't expect BI to put something out without a lot of announcement. It seems like there was maybe some uh, tactical leaks uh, from their marketing team. There was certainly a lot of leaked uh, information put out in the you know days or week ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so far, my experience with it has been good. I've been doing a lot of work travel since it came out, so I haven't gotten a uh, a ton of play time. You know, maybe maybe ten or so hours, fifteen or so hours since it came out. Um, more of my time on it has been spent getting uh, you know our reforger servers up yeah. and running, the logistics of that stuff, which has has been better. Not due to BI changing anything, but I think us improving yeah, our I logistics think, architecture yeah. and that sort of thing. Absolutely, but overall, overall yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, so far, I've the one time I've played it, I've friendly fired people, uh, <laughs> and my and my uh, <laughs> none of my push to talk buttons were working. I haven't yet figured that out, so I don't want to go back in there unless I can communicate with you guys. Obviously, um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen big jumps in our forger, uh, reforger servers. Um, you know, with a lot of public uh, people coming over and friends of the PTF who are in other units and just want to hang out and play with us. Um, I think it's been great uh, to 
throw out the product. Obviously, there's not a lot of you know mods or changes to it as of yet. Uh, we know that there will be as soon as people figure things out. And I think it's a little more intuitive on on the controls uh, right now. You know, like I like turning over a Humvee and things like that are a little more intricate, but they make sense when you're doing it. Like you know, you're you're turning that knob and hearing it crank before it catches. You know, I think is is a little detail like that where it kind of makes me smile a little bit. Like that's actually how you turn on a friggin' Humvee, you know? Yeah. I, I like those things, but they did change the controls a lot, right? Yeah. Like the, there used to be, we can all agree too many key binds in Arma three, right? Yeah. Like there used to be, I don't know, 800 mm-hmm. wild ass guess. Um, now there's like 40, you know, and there, it, it does feel like there's, you know, sometimes things where, People like me, like where I have a bunch of different controllers and, you know, I know there's no helicopters. I love to fly rotary, but, um, you know, once that's out, but it's not a lot of uh, options and, and ways you can configure mm-hmm. it, you know, and I think yeah. that probably is because is probably a concession that they had to make developing it um, to be to get know, it out. A, a Xbox. Well, to be Xbox compatible. Oh, I that's think. true. Yeah. Because how, how do you bind 2000 controls to an Xbox controller? You know, you don't. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, well, I mean, as much as I would want, you know, to have more people playing Arma, uh, you know, with, you know, with, uh, you know, like console compatibility, kind of like how War Thunder did, uh, I don't want to sacrifice the uniqueness that is Arma 3's controls for the kind of simplicity of Reforger's controls. Because, you know, I, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I think Reforger would be like a like a, a much better version of Argo, if anyone remembers that. Because, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, very, it's very simple, and I believe anyone could play it and get the hang of it. At the same time, you know, I'm... I'm still trying to fi- I'm still trying to figure out how to make the controls feel even a little bit similar to how they felt with Arma. Yeah, it's hard to make a judgment until you know the game is actually out. Reforger is, I think, so early in their development mm-hmm. cycle. You know, they they probably pushed it out a little earlier than the software team wanted, right? And oh, I know yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they probably pushed it out a little bit earlier than the software team wanted. Um, you know, and, and that's how marketing goes. You know, they have to get Absolutely. it out on schedule. Yep. We'll see. The game does look amazing, though. It I looks love good. the new I like engine. I, I, I agree with you, McAllister. Fauci, how have you, have you been playing Forger before you're often, or have you, how many hours have you gotten on it? So I, I've been playing a little bit. I only probably only have a couple hours on it. One or two, I say. Um, uh, just kind of getting the feel for it, and it is is very beautiful and it is very simplistic. Um, one of my favorite parts is it, it gets rid of the um, the kind of clunky uh, action menu system. Um, I, I much prefer the the new kind of contextual actions um, where you know you look at a vehicle and actually have to look at the ignition to turn it on, uh, things of that nature. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of jump back to Arma Three. Um, uh, I have a couple other questions for for Hawkins. Um, uh, so one, um, so you mentioned um, you mentioned your the unit you were in previous to the to starting the uh, PTF. 
Um, how did how did that unit and other units you've been in? How did that influence your decision to start the PTF as as what it is a um, a not necessarily fictional, but a a current you know currently fictional uh, marine unit uh, based in a historical unit? How did that kind of uh, push you to do that? Yeah, well, the unit I was I was in, and some of the founding members were in, was Task Force Spartan, which was like a army army airborne type of unit. Um, and they had, you know, the the airborne infantry guys. They had the um, tank platoon, and then they had uh, some special forces guys. You know, um, so I think I kind of used that as a template for starting PTF and growing PTF and that, that worked pretty well. Um, however, we all really wanted to do um, pretty much airborne focused operations, but we didn't want to stick with the army theme anymore because uh, you know, we just, we've done it for however long it was. I have no idea. It's, it's fairly common too. I've seen. Yeah. So we wanted to do something that was different. Um, we decided, you know, we're going to do a Marine unit. Uh, and then we were, we were looking and, and we were looking at the other units out there and we were looking at units that we could resemble. And then anytime we would come up with something, we would say like, oh, well, we can be, you know, the 97th Marine Regiment, you know, some, some whatever. But then you would have somebody say, oh, well, you can't have tanks because they don't actually have that tank. You can't have that rifle because they don't actually have that rifle. Um, you can't do this mission type because that's not... Um, part of their, you know, that's not part of their strategy or tactics. Um, so every single time there would be kind of those like guys that are very serious about the realism <laughs> aspect, which I, I respect, but it kind of limited us in terms of what we could do. Mm -hmm. so, I, yeah, I've been, I've been in that back and forth before in um, other games such as Battlefield Milsim. It does, yeah. it gets, it gets pretty tiring and, and it just, you just want to focus on the, on playing the game really. So we looked at paramarines, right? And we said, well, the paramarines were in World War II, absolutely badass, right? And they were marines that did basically an air airborne assault, right? And they would go in and they would land on the beach. And at least that was how they were supposed to be used. Um, and it, it was a badass capability for Marine Corps. And it got shut down, uh, I think, because of budgetary issues. Um, they didn't even need them anymore by the time they would have been implemented. Especially yeah, yeah, with their with their island hopping campaign, like how much logistical support. Uh, I believe yeah, were... I mean, that, the problem was they didn't have airplanes, right? The Marine Corps didn't have yeah. many airplanes to actually jump out of. Um, but we looked at that and said, you know, well, well you're going to be a modern day unit, but why don't we base it off of what the paramarines would be in the modern day? So it still keeps us as kind of that realism milsim unit. Um, but we are able to kind of define our terms of the realism, right? So we say, you know, we're going to be realistic to what they would be today. And then we get a little bit of room to flex that around right yeah we can say today you know realistically the marine corps does not fly c-17s if they had some paramarines if they had um you know that those airborne guys maybe they would so we we can kind of swing it that way for sure yeah i mean yeah and i, and I think you know that it, an underutilized unit is something that is kind of a draw to people because they'll say what's this although we have that one guy on on our tiktok who just comments this this unit isn't, you know, it was disbanded in 1947. Okay, we're playing a video game. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny to me how some people will just die on a hill. Um, but check out our TikTok at Paramarines um, and all of our other social media. 
while you can. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's one of the things that drew me to it. I mean, there's an avid book reader. Um, the series The Core by W.E.B. Griffin, he talks about the Paramarines in a couple of, uh, of the books. So it kind of drew me to it when I was looking at, at the units page. You know, one of the little, the, one of the, the, the slight few who kind of came over to the unit from the units page. Um, so that's what's interested me. It just popped. Uh, it made sense to me. So um, I, I think the the next question we really have is, you know, where do you see uh, Arma and or the PTF in the next few years? Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good question. I think um, Arma in general is going to be kind of status quo, right? It's going to be what it is right now. Uh, the engine is going to improve, right? We're going to see um, movement to the, the new, you know, the same engine Reforger is based on. And I'm hoping that Reforger can at some point get to a point where we can actually do real Milsim. And there, I mean, there's just so many limiting factors to Reforger mm-hmm. right now, um, both logistically and just the way the game is dev- designed, the interface is designed, and the lack of mods. But we can't do Milsim right now on it. But I do want to get to the point where we could um, do, you know, structured, regimented Milsim operations on Reforger. But overall, I think. Milsim in general is going to continue the way Milsim in general has been since Arma 2, right? The, the overall, Wade likes to use the word gameplay loop. The overall gameplay loop isn't going to vary much, um, and, and it hasn't varied much in the past 10 plus years. I think... Um, I think I think I, Wade, uh, his ears might have been ringing. He just popped yeah. in to the podcast. Uh, what's up, my brothers? So, uh, hey. I mean, Anytime yeah, somebody says can. gameplay loop, Wade shows up out of I know, he just magically yeah. he popped in. But what the question that was asked was, um, where do you see Arma and the PTF in the next few years? Uh, probably in Arma 4. Yeah. It's the simplest answer you could give. Hawkins was giving us a diatribe about, you know, moving to Reforger first. And he was just on the, on gameplay loop when you popped in. Uh, so he was probably about another seven minutes away from actually finishing up his thought. <laughs> so Wade, all I said, and I think uh, I think you like the term gameplay loop, uh, but I think the gameplay loop of uh, of Milsim will generally remain the same going into Reforger and and Arma Four. Yeah, I mean, uh, generally speaking, uh, Milsim kind of has a formula that you stick with. So and that, now that's, that's great that you guys have kind of that dialed in and are able to. Uh, I mean, hopefully, I would imagine you're able to. You have an idea of how you're going to carry that on to Arma Four and Reforger if it ever becomes possible. Um, that's great because uh, I mean we all love this unit. We'd love to see it continue. Uh, whether it it changes a little bit in the future or it stays pretty much the same, I think I think as long as you guys have a, a good plan, that's that's going to help in the long run for sure. Yeah, and to say that like the game, the gameplay loop of Milsim overall is going to stay the same doesn't mean that the Paramarines as an individual unit are not going to continue to innovate and, and uh, you know switch things up to keep things interesting. That's something we've always done, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just look at the mod suggestion list, you know, in our Discord, you know, every day probably two or three, you know, entries in. Hey, we should look at this, or it's it's usually. Hey, I found this, and somebody who's used it before is going, "Hey, yeah, that's a great mod." Or no, 
you know, it'll cause crashes. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. Um, or there's, you know, you get the odd gem where it's, it's a brand new mod that nobody's ever used before. We can go test it and, you know, really implement it into PTF to help our, our gameplay and our experience. Um, and I think right now, as far as, you know, the, the biggest changes as of this recording on the first, you know, June 10th, we're going to have, we're going to open second platoon, which is a big change uh, for the PTF. Currently we were, um, we just had one platoon of, uh, of infantry, you know, three squads of infantry and then a, a, a heavy weapons squad. Um, now we're moving over to have uh, two, two platoons, three squads in each platoon and kind of opening up to more players and things like that. And I think hopefully we can, you know, if, if we get enough people in second platoon, maybe we can even expand to a third platoon or, you know, try something new in a third platoon, maybe go back to LAV if we could, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, there, there's kind of a strategy to opening more subunits within the PTF too, because it, you know, just like you got to give a, you know, say a new plant room to grow. It's the same thing with leaders, right? And we have a lot of good NCOs and officers within the Paramarines. And you got to give them kind of their own thing to to let grow. And I think every time we've put solid leaders in charge of something, they have gone and grown it themselves, right? Because it's not just Wade and I doing the legwork. It's it's all the uh, the you know s- you know high level, mid level, uh, even low level leadership um, within the primaries. They're, they're doing all that legwork to grow it. I want to loop back and ask Wade a question. We had kind of answered this all together ourselves, but the question was, what is your favorite part of the PTF? Um. You know, I I don't know, man. I, I for me, it's just gaming in general. Like, um, I don't really find enjoyment out of like unstructured. For a lot of people, you know, they come home from work, they whatever, they get on the couch, flip on Call of Duty, veg out. Like, that's not me. I don't like gaming. I like to uh, like that. I like it to have a structure. I like to have a schedule. I'm already busy as it is, so it kind of helps me to plan things. Uh, that's honestly, I know it sounds weird, but that's the, probably the biggest thing I like about it. Uh, obviously, you know, with that, you have the community, uh, and I think that it doing your gaming in that way has, uh, major, major advantages. Number one being you surround yourself with people that are generally, uh, very fun to hang out with and competent and kind of have technical skills or have skills beyond just, playing the game, which makes it very uh, easy to, you know, meet needs that the larger player base has. So, you know, it's just that organized gaming community of like-minded people. I think that I like the most about it. And I mean, I think that was the gist of all of our answers was the community and the inclusiveness we have uh, in our unit. And I also find it awesome that it's because it fits Wade's type A personality. So that's why he likes it. That's another reason he likes it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the last question we're going to go with um, is if what do you think should be added to the PTF going forward? So we're already adding second platoon. We're on the horizon. If if you were the sole decision maker, um, what would you like to see be added? And this is this goes out to Fossey and, and McAllister as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of combat engineers personally. Uh, I've always wanted to try it in Arma. Yeah, the mods for it always suck. That's the problem. Wade and I have this disagreement all the time. I mean, we both agree that combat engineers would be pretty cool. I and mean, there would be a niche 
sub community of the PTF that'd be interested. Yeah. But like my big thing is like the mods for it suck. And we have good logistics capabilities, you know, like our, our mod development team is is more than capable of developing it themselves. But is that something that's really worth spending, you know, yeah. dozens or hundreds of hours on developing, maintaining, you know, I don't know. In our, in I don't, order, I don't think it requires, I don't think it requires any mods because combat engineers is not about, you know, you know, building a fucking fortress or whatever. Like, sure, you can give them like maybe something similar to like not e tool exclusivity, but like maybe like a a, a small in house mod that allows them to like place down a certain number of like sandbags or something. Right, that's cool. But like, what I think that would be cool about that gameplay loop, okay, is uh, you know, you got a squad rolling up on a minefield. All right, minefield. Let's call the combat engineers up here. Okay, my detector's out. That becomes an exclusive element to them. So now you have a team play element there. Uh, they go in, plant charges, fucking blow a hole through the minefield. Platoon keeps going. Or, you know, an IED, similar situation like that. Combat engineers would also fill the role of, like, an assaultman, which is no longer an MOS. But, you know, they do things like uh, carry the SMA and, like, fucking shoot holes and mud walls and stuff with the rocket launchers there. Like that's the type of gameplay that I view it as. Um, not so much like the boring logistics stuff, more so like, Hey, we have a practical problem. Okay. Here's an engineer to solve it. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alistair, what, what could you add to What would you want to add to the PTF? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. What? Go ahead. Oh, uh, if I were to add anything to the PTF at all, it would probably be a dedicated artillery platoon or something along the lines of that. I mean, uh, I mean, I know it's not the most glamorous thing, but artillery is extremely helpful. And, you know, when we have it, we use it and it's awesome. I'll see uh, what about you. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with both of those. I think um, I think something like a, a combat engineer role and uh, artillery dedicated team or squad would be great. Um, I think my answer though is more kind of cliche. I honestly I wouldn't change a thing as far as right now. Like I love the the more slow, steady development and uh, growth that the unit has. Um, and you know, I'm I'm fairly new. I've only been here for a few months, but uh, I'm. Right now, I'm having a great time, and I think uh, just where I've where I've seen the unit go, I think I think it's going at a good pace right now. Again, that's just my opinion. I'm not I haven't been um, in Armor Three Milson that long, so I'm, I don't really know what's feasible, what's not yet. Um, but just my opinion, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's at a good pace now. Just a little, just kind of slow development, taking some input from from the unit and and implementing what what we think works little by little. And Hawkins, I don't think we got to you yet on this answer. Um, Wade won't like my answer, but Uh-oh. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I I still think I, I would really love for the paramarines to have some sort of special operations element similar to uh, how we previously had force reconnaissance. 
the problem was, and we had basically a six person force reconnaissance team. It was super selective, you know, uh, really, really high tier tryouts. Um, but there was kind of a, a cultural problem. Once you get six guys who are really mm-hmm. good at the game, all in a group that, you know, like they are the same exact six guys, hyperactive every single time. And that <laughs> kind of, there was a, like a cultural or attitude issue there. Um, they were walking. They were walking tall. I got. I, I hear you. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's, it's issues that the the real military has with mm-hmm. <laughs> units like that. You know, um, mm-hmm. is something that can be managed. Um, but it, it definitely uh, at at times in the previous at times in, in you know previous years it, it did you know come to a head and cause issues. Yeah. So that that's why we have not done anything like that uh, as of yet. We don't have any current plans to do anything like that right now. Yeah, I mean, PSO is my answer to that gameplay niche, you know. Uh, and it's not something that I'm completely against doing. Um, it just it, it has good and bad sides to it. You know, it, it can become a... A, a good thing in the sense that like a lot of the people that will want to do it and the only people that are really be eligible to do it are the more experienced leadership types. So like I would open an SF group to basically for a similar reason to open second platoon. You want to, op- you want to open up leadership slots, develop the community. When people become leaders in a community, they want the community to grow and they will grow the community on behalf of the community. Right. That's that's the basic concept of time second platoon, and that's the basic concept behind doing something like that. But on the flip side, if you if you just open an SF group willy nilly, now you've got five of your best leaders off in their own fucking corner, being a click, not really being productive at all. So it, it has its place. It's just not yet. You know, if we ever do have something like that, it would be something that would be when we really are big enough to handle it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, and you don't you want to really plan this out and slow roll things because you don't want things to fail. You don't want to set yourself up for failure right now. I think we've set ourselves up uh, for success in the PTF as far as I've been here. And, you know, I think that's a good, a good note to end on, uh, you know, the first episode of the jump net podcast, the paramount task force on number three, um, man, I've had fun tonight. Uh, as these guys know, you know, I, I podcast uh, kind of part-time on the side. I've been doing it for eight years and I think it's fun to kind of add uh, this element uh, where I can help, you know, we, we're all talking about gaming and how we're having fun and how we're interacting. And eventually we're going to start getting into some niche details about, you know, operations and things that are going on. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun this season on the podcast. Anyway, I'm Scott Ferrara with Fauci McAllister, who are going to be regulars on the podcast. Thank you, Hawkins and Wade, for coming on. We appreciate you guys taking the time to be interviewed. And uh, this will be out soon. And uh, look for episode two on the way as well. Ooh, what's episode two? Uh, apparently, we're having Lance Corporal McIntosh on. And oh, that we'll, should be fun. If, if, I, if, if I'm heading the podcast, I'm going to grill him about some of his uh, gameplay in the podcast. Carefully, might team kill you. Watch out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is a, a distinct possibility he might. But uh, everybody, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for watching. Check us out on our Discord. Go to our website, paramarines.com, if you would like to uh, take a look more at the unit. If you would like to sign up, it'll give you the instructions how to get to our Discord, how to fill out an application, you know, how to go to our team speak channel and speak to recruiters. Um, we love having new members um, every day. I mean, every day we have new members. We love bringing them in. We love training them and we love playing with them. Um, so again, guys, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week.